This is Intentional Disruption. I'm your host, Mike Demo. Today, it is all about the Benjamins, baby. I'm going to talk to you today about something that's not exactly what one would call sexy, but it's of critical importance if you want to hashtag adult in this brave new world. Sit back and relax. This is going to be fun. I'm in the process of putting together my monthly budget. As I record this, it is June 3rd, which makes me exactly three days late. Technically two, because it's a part of my Sunday exercise, which in Wake Up Warrior has a certain way to do it, basically designed to plan out your entire week, plus on a monthly basis put together your budget. My coach Ryan Nidell does this as well with something called the Observation Tower. Slightly different, but along the same lines. I mean, the fact of the matter is there's not really that many quote-unquote original ideas in this life, but you find your gains incrementally and improve upon things. See, budgeting is something that I'm not very good at. My family growing up uh, was both relatively poor and very spendthrift, which means if there was a dollar, I mean, good God, get the oven mitts. We're going to need to do something because this thing is going to burn a hole in our wallets. Now, that's not to say that it's always been that way for me. You see, back in the 80s, I decided that I wanted a Nintendo. Yes, they were new in the stores, and I don't mean a Nintendo Switch for the kids out there. For some of you older folks, I don't even mean a Nintendo 64. I mean the OG original gangster, Contra, the whole nine. Get at me. This gaming system, I don't remember how much it cost back in the day, but it wasn't cheap. We didn't have a lot of money. But my stepmom, I call her Red. You might call her Anna if you know her. She put together a genius plan for me. My allowance, based on chores and things, was $5. Not terrible, especially when you consider inflation and everything else from the 80s until now. But it wasn't a a whole honking sum of money. And in today's dollars, I, I really think the Nintendo probably went for like 500 Somewhere in that range. So she made me a deal. Whatever I saved at the end of the week for my $5, you know, whatever I didn't spend on cap guns because we could actually have cool things like cap guns when I was a kid, she would match and put into the bank for me. What she was really teaching me was delayed gratification. Some of the lessons stuck. Uh, Not all of it. 
not all of it by any stretch of the imagination. I'm still a quote-unquote work in progress on many of these things. Because I also adopted the mindset once I started earning money that, well, shoot, I could just earn more money. That's a perfect way to solve this problem. Doesn't always work. Uh, had a business fail, so I'll talk about that at another point. But the moral of the story, not to do what Toastmasters call a beat and switch, is I saved up enough money to buy my Nintendo. And I was really excited about it. I didn't play that often, though. Um, after the initial, you know, yippee I've got this. Um, after that, I would use it on, like, rainy days. You know, some mornings when I didn't want to be outside, which was extremely infrequent. Uh, me being outside was more reliable than the post office. You know, rain, sleet, or snow, stormy night. Didn't bother me. I was outside getting muddy, being a hooligan. Like, not anything illegal, just outside running around, riding my bike. But I'd learned a really great lesson about saving. What I didn't learn and what our education system is woefully out of date with is how to actually budget that money. One of the reasons I decided to stop pursuing my degree in education was I just didn't believe the syllabus that we teach kids nowadays is really worth a dang for what people really need in this world. We teach all sorts of different policies. The New Deal, I think we spent two weeks on. Personally, I think the New Deal is the reason that the Great Depression went on for a while, longer than it needed to, and we were only saved by World War II. Many economists feel the same way. That's not to say right or wrong. If you believe that those social programs were a great idea, cool. Not arguing that here. But I would argue that maybe one of those weeks we should learn how to figure out what a credit score is. Do a budget. Learn how to buy groceries in a healthy and cost-effective manner. Just saying, that would have saved me a lot of angst in my 20s and 30s. So back to the concept of having a financial plan. See, when I had my marketing company open, I was really good at putting the numbers together for here's what my ad spend is going to be, uh, digital media, traditional media, physical flyers to hand out, you know, many yard signs, whatever it is like. I was able to execute very well putting together the plan for that. But the problem was accountability and follow-up. What ended up happening was some of the expenses were out of control. I'd make impulsive purchases for my business. Also for myself, but for my business I would. My staffing expenses 
weren't in line with the workflow and seasonality. So I'd end up going over on my hard costs, if you will, and also on a lot of my non-fixed expenses. What that eventually led to was me being extremely overwhelmed, having a lack of money, and eating peanut butter and jelly for breakfast, and I almost used the pun souped up ramen noodles, but enhanced ramen noodles, um, additional vegetables added to them, things like that. And I ended up having to do that for a couple months. My rent for my building was late. My rent for my apartment was late. It's a damn good thing I owned my car at the time because that would have been late. The insurance lapsed on it. All of this because I didn't have a budget. So what I want to talk to you about today is a fun tool that I found on DaveRamsey.com. See, Dave, while I don't agree with some of his investment philosophies um, and his stances on some products, can't really go too far into that because of my registered rep status, but there's some things that he says that I have a different view on. But one of the really good things that he has is a tool to help you with zero-based budgeting. It's called Every Dollar. I'm not an affiliate for Dave Ramsey. I'm not going to make a nickel. It's a free app, so it'd be hard for me to make a nickel. But just to make sure everyone knows that there's not some back-end scheme behind why I'm saying this, I generally like Dave Ramsey. I think he's a good guy. And I think the content that he's providing and the value he's providing is something worthwhile. So what's the idea behind zero-based budgeting? The idea is, instead of like most people having too much month at the end of the money, or too much money at the end of the month, is that you plan out to the dollar where every dollar goes. That doesn't mean you're making $1,000 a month, $10,000 a month, and spending 1000 or $10,000 a month. What that means is accountability. Every dollar that you take in has a place. Now, there's some rules of thumb that you'll hear, you know, 25% of your income towards housing. Put 10% away for retirement. I'm not going to get into the efficacy of any of these particular things, but as a broad concept, I want you to understand the idea that whether it's putting money towards your emergency fund, what Dave calls part of his baby steps, but making sure you're not one of the, I think it's almost half of Americans that couldn't handle like $500 bill that came up. I mean, that's that's crazy. And if you tell me that you don't have that yet, and you are you're employed. It's you know it's kind of hard if you're not. You don't have a five hundred dollar reserve. I'd ask you where the money's going. And if you can't tell me, then I would say get a tool like Every Dollar. 
budget everything out. How much does food cost? How much does your utilities cost? Your car, your insurance. Um, what percentage are you putting into your retirement plan? Literally go through line by line every single obligation you have on a recurring monthly basis. Also, if there's space available in your money, put in things like what I do with Lauren, which is your weekly date night. Put in some money. It doesn't have to be much for a day for yourself. I just realized saying date yourself sounds kind of weird. Um, we'll move on past that. But having all of these things, all the nuance incorporated, what you'll see is all of your expenditures compared to your money. If at the end of your expenses there is a surplus, that doesn't mean, oh, Got an extra thousand bucks I can go spend on some widget at Best Buy or more likely on Amazon Prime when they do the deal of the day. Sweet. Gonna go pick that up. No. What that means is you now have whatever that dollar amount is called a thousand bucks, ten thousand dollars if you're you know making more, whatever it is. That's money you now have for savings. That's how you create your rainy day fund. That's how you start to build towards your six-month emergency fund. That's how you start to pay down your bills, your debt, etc. It all starts with accountability. Most people live in a severe amount of debt. Don't get me wrong. I've been flat, flat broke. Like Literally, when my company closed, I had not dollars in my account. I had negative dollars in my account, which is the last place you want to be. So I've been there, not understanding how I was going to pay a bill, leveraged out of my backside, and not sure how to bring the next guy on the door. Like, I, I get it, but that doesn't have to be you. And it starts with having the accountability for your budget. In other episodes, I'll dive a little bit deeper into tips, techniques, things that you can do. But if you don't have that fundamental key in place, your money is going to control you instead of you controlling your money. And if your money controls you, it's going to be hard to move forward in life. If you can control your money, though, you're going to be better off than almost every American that you see. And that doesn't mean you're going to be driving a better car than they do, living in a better house than they do. But if you're in control of your finances, they might be driving a brand new S-Class Mercedes, but they could be leveraged to the absolute hilt. You could be driving a Toyota Corolla or an old Silverado like I do. And if 
you're not leveraged and you're fully in control of your cash flow, I promise you, you're going to have a better mental outlook than they do. You're going to feel more comfortable in your skin and you're going to be in a better position to intentionally disrupt the system. Have a great day.